Hello, friend, and welcome to the Let Me Play Project podcast. I almost didn't record this introduction today because, honestly, I've been a little bit in my feels for various reasons and a little bit heartbroken, again, for various reasons. But if you listen to my human design episode, you will know that both Sean and I should do what we can to not stay in our fields because we have a tendency to be moody and that will severely distract us from what we have in front of us and what lies ahead. So I decided that I should go ahead and try and record this as best I can because Well, for three reasons, the first of which is that I literally have no other time to do this before, before liftoff on Sunday, because I have two night shoots and I'm not even recording this episode until Saturday. So big days, big days ahead. So that was one factor. Another factor was that I'm very motivated by task completion. So once I kind of got my ball rolling this afternoon, uh, I got my workout in, I ran a couple errands, and I had some food. Food always helps. I I kind of felt more motivated, um, especially with my uh, my energizing caffeinated, slightly caffeinated hot chocolate. That helped as well. And third, I just came, I just became so aware of how grateful I am that I get to go to work and I get to go be porcupine, which is the role that I'm standing in for, for a couple more nights and these, for these specific two nights ahead. And it probably sounds a little bit silly, but getting to be porcupine has just been a huge source of purpose it's given me a big sense of purpose in this little season so it's just been really special and I'm super grateful for it with all of that into consideration it's really the worst and the perfect time because I'm about to go into work where I am so grateful to be there and to be surrounded by the people that I'm with and to be in specifically the role that I'm in and that's what this whole podcast episode is about. Gratitude. So I've had a little bit of a one-sided relationship with gratitude, I would say, for most of my life, essentially all of my life. It's never been a, a thankless relationship. I've always been aware of polite gratitude, I suppose, and passive thankfulness. Like, I'm, I always try to express thanks when I'm given something or somebody does something for me. And I was always instructed to write thank you cards and provide physical expressions of thanks whenever was appropriate and whatever I wanted to or could. So it was always there. Also, we always celebrated Thanksgiving, so I felt like I kind of had, uh, felt like I was pretty knowledgeable about the topic, but I guess I didn't really appreciate 
the gratitude or the real sentiment behind it because it always seemed like one of those virtues or like golden rules that people will tell you to do or wake up each morning and like write three things that you're grateful for or just be grateful that you're here and that you have this opportunity or just I felt like it was always a a sweeping generalization or painting with a broad stroke of like you have a problem slap gratitude on it it'll fix it (laughs) and I mean it's sort of the case it is sort of like a band-aid for some problems but I guess what I'm saying is I didn't really have an appreciation or understanding of what deep or pure gratitude was as opposed to the surface level pleasantries of thank yous and appreciated some other sentiments. So gratitude has always been around in my life, but it's never been in my life, I guess, until relatively recently in the past eight to ten months or so where I've just really been aware and confronted head-on by the very real feelings of heartbreak and misdirection and indecision and also the real world quote-unquote struggles um, of having to provide for yourself and like figure things out and you know making ends meet but also doing things you enjoy. So all of these balancing acts really came together, I guess, and maybe they put pressure on me and cracked me open like a nutcracker or something. And I don't know, I just, for the past eight or 10 or 12 months or so, I just have felt like my values and appreciation for little things and for big things, just everything in general, I guess, has been illuminated and I'm just a lot more aware of what and who I should be grateful for and I'm making a lot more of an effort to surround myself with these things and around these people who feel the same about me. And so I've always felt like I should include gratitude on my list. And there were several people actually that came to mind for this word. But I found that at this very moment in my life, the person that I most wanted to talk to would be my very good friend, Kit. Kit was my first friend in Atlanta. I met her at she and her husband's housewarming slash New Year's party a few years ago. And honestly, I was a little intimidated by her when I first met her because I didn't know anybody at this party, first of all, or in Atlanta, completely new city. And I walk into this house, which first of all, it's a house and I'm barely paying for a room in an apartment that I don't even, that I'm not even on the lease for at this point. And she just exuded all of this creativity and fun and optimism and 
spontaneity and she dressed for the occasion and dressed the house for the occasion and was a very good host and she just seemed I guess so much more adult or established or maybe even mature but I feel like that's the wrong word I don't know there was just something about her that I initially felt shy around her but I was so impressed and intrigued and I wanted her to be my friend so luckily she's also super sweet so she welcomed me with open arms and she made me feel like we had been friends the whole basically our whole existence and not just having met on that night and because she's such a warm-hearted person she has included me in so many of her adventures since then and I've done my best to include her in many of mine too. She's also been a huge rock for me to cling on to because she feels very safe to me and I can speak without judgment and she also cares deeply about what I am saying or what I'm thinking and I feel like I can speak openly with her and be heard, which is very important. And I try to do my best to be the same for her. So yeah, at this moment where I am right now, I couldn't think of anyone who I both want and need to talk to more about gratitude with than Kit. I actually don't know how this episode goes since I'm recording this intro before the podcast itself, but I trust that it'll get to where it needs to go, and I'm sure we'll have a lovely time. So I'm just going to kick back and relax and let the episode tell you itself. for inviting me into your space and getting cozy and chatting with me thank you for 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 this (laughs) (laughs) well I really wanted to chat with you I always love chatting with you but I really wanted to chat with you in this way because you have been such a warmth and a joy and just like a cheerleader to me the whole time that I've known you and I I actually thought of a couple of people Mm -hmm. that I wanted to talk or I could talk to about this word gratitude with Mm -hmm. but when I was going through because I wanted to talk about gratitude in season one Mm -hmm. I, in this moment, I was going through a couple of people and I was like, the person I most want to talk to in this moment about gratitude is, is Kit. Ah. 
<laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. just because uh-huh. I feel like, I don't know, I'm just so glad and grateful to have you as a friend who I know that I can count on for, for anything Aww. and will always be there and also, like, wants to do fun things with me and hang out. And, you know, I feel like you're the high school, like, girlfriend that I didn't have, you know? Like, uh-huh. we could, like, go out and do adventures or we could, like, just do a little gossiping. <laughs> or, like, we could have, like, cute little art nights Aww. or, like, yeah. Yeah, Aww. so I'm That's just so very sweet. grateful to have you. Aww. Thank you. I'm so grateful to have you too. You're so sweet. Yeah, it's so nice knowing that I can count on you for anything as well. Obviously, you've been there through the thick and thin, and it's it's so nice to know that I have my Sarah with me. Yay! Yeah, well, it's good that we have each other. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Mr. Miko, who's oh. <laughs> sitting by, and um, Miko's pit stock. Yeah, and he's sitting there and sleeping on top of the couch, which is adorable. <laughs> he thinks he's a cat. He thinks he's a cat. He kind of looks like a cat mm. in this moment, um, <laughs> but so, so cute. Well, to kick things off, I wanted to just ask the very generic, possibly kind of bland, easy, lazy question of mm-hmm. what are you grateful for these days? Well, I feel like that is a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, so much. Um, I think definitely, you know, the people in my life like you and and my husband and my my puppy and my home and just everybody who's been so warm and welcoming in my life as well as who's been really encouraging to let me you know, figure my life out and figure out the best way for me to go about it and, you know, let me just, I don't know, do my thing with no judgments. It's been mm. pretty, it's been pretty great. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm very grateful for my health. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, so much. I don't even know. How, I feel like that could be a whole can of worms right there. It is. Not so generic. (laughs) Well, already there's a couple different routes there because it sounds like a lot of um, the gratitude that you're feeling in this moment comes from a social place, Mm -hmm. um, which sort of implies that you have a whole support group or you're finding people that are Mm -hmm. encouraging and supportive Mm -hmm. of you. Um, which I think is really important to give, to encourage you to create, to keep creating space for yourself and to keep pursuing the things that are mm-hmm. aligned and most attuned with you. So mm-hmm. does that kind of resonate with yeah. what you're feeling? Yeah, for sure. I think um, friends and family is something that's always been really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that for a long time, I've really struggled finding friends and friends that just kind of understood me and you know people that just wanted to be friends with me because I was me not just because I was another girl that would do this you know whatever ABCD with them Mm -hmm. you know and you know it's funny talking about the high school stuff because I feel like I had a very mixed bag of friends there and not really true friends and I feel like coming here and coming to Georgia and starting to get to know people where I feel like I've actually discovered some, like, really true, genuine friends and 
and it's really nice. And I feel like, um, mentally just my mental health has totally, you know, come around 360 where I can feel like safe and I feel like I can be my true self and Mm -hmm. do what I want. And, and I have people that yeah, are gonna support me and not just judge everything that I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is great. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is really great. And I think that that's kind of something that people tend not to appreciate or maybe even recognize the like safety Mm. element. Um, and not just like physical safety or danger necessarily, but like, do you feel safe and comfortable sharing openly with somebody, or mm-hmm. do you feel like you are your efforts um, are appreciated? Like, is the mm-hmm. friendship like reciprocal? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that those are all really important things to find. And maybe if you don't have those. Um, things consistently from people growing up uh, in sort of like formative years like you don't really know maybe like what you don't have yes <laughs> you don't know <laughs> yeah we don't have yeah and then or the whole phrase of you don't know what you had until it's gone but yeah mine's like the opposite thankfully <laughs> right, yeah right. well so you're kind of it sounds like you graduated from <laughs> that kind those kind of circles and mm-hmm. then here like now that you're in this new environment and you're like really like leaning into your own pursuits and everything you're starting to attract and find things and people mostly who are really just like seeing you for you mm-hmm. I hope so <laughs> I mean I would like to think so I think sometimes um well yeah I would say I hope I hope so sometimes I get really excited and just start talking a lot about all kinds of stuff and then I feel like I sound <laughs> silly <laughs> and everyone's like whoa okay and I, I um I feel like I come off all weird <laughs> mm-hmm. but I I would hope by now that they would know my intentions <laughs> It seems to me whenever you meet somebody new that you just welcome them in with open arms. Oh, I am a and that, Yeah, yes, you are. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Tried and true. Yeah. Um, so that that makes perfect sense in alignment to me. Thanks. <laughs> what, with me being a Hufflepuff? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I try. I mean, yeah, I think um, companionship is so important. And part of companionship is knowing that one person's uh, value is equal to the others and mm-hmm. that there's equal effort made mm-hmm. there and the efforts are reciprocated. Mm-hmm. How do you know if your efforts in a friendship or a relationship or really in anything are appreciated and that people are genuinely grateful for them that's a good question I think it's tough because it all depends on like a person's love language or something like that right to know how they receive stuff because as I've gotten to know certain people I feel like I actually know how to act with them and not necessarily that I'm like 
a different person, but I know like what they value. And I feel like knowing that I'm able to be the best version of myself in their life, like be able to be like a better friend to them. And then I feel like I'm able to, you know, be able to tell how much my actions mean to them based off of that. But, but besides that, cause it's like, there's only, I feel like a few people that I really know like that. Um, I think you do a wonderful job of understanding people's needs mm. and love languages and like how they best like oh. to be communicated. And you do, you put your, you do a lot of, you put a lot of effort and care into making your friends feel like they are cared for. Mm. So I was curious to know how do you know or how can you tell if your efforts towards Mm. them are appreciated? Mm. I think if people can feel comfortable around me, that means, you know, I've done something right where they feel Mm. safe and they can let their guard down a bit, you know? And... Um, I think when people are able to do that, they become more genuine and it's almost like, I don't know, it's like a different personality comes out and you just gotta get to know the true them, but that's a tough question. Well, I think authenticity is, and comfort was the really interesting part to me there because I think you're right. Like we all have such a big guard up Mm. most of the time it's like the default state I think is to when you meet people have the guard up yeah and then um as you get to know somebody Mm -hmm. more then you let that down a little bit at a time Mm -hmm. yeah and I really want them to just like feel they can fit in so even if like there's people that are together for the first time and they don't know each other you know, I just want everyone to feel like they're all on the same level and, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's like the odd man out um, and nobody has like a higher say or anything like that. Yeah. I never enjoyed that, you know, growing up. Um, I always felt like I was kind of like the odd person out. And oh, it was really? just kind of like a tough, tough feeling, you know, and you're just like, oh, funny joke. Don't get it. And they like don't care to explain it. And you're just like, cool. But um, I don't know, I just, yeah, I care a lot about, like, people's feelings, and I just want them to feel heard and safe. This can be a safe place. Yeah, yeah. Well, you definitely do a really good job of creating safe spaces for people, I think, Mm. in different ways. And I've noticed that, too, um, from in the various, like, ways that I've hung out with you and the different circles of people that I've seen you interact with and I think that that again I think that that safety is really um like crucial for Mm. developing like strong relationships with people Mm -hmm. yeah because I feel like you got to have like a steady ground for you to even build on because if you can't then what do you you know you're not going to have anything going forward um but I also I feel like it can take people a while to feel that way too before getting to know somebody Mm-hmm. I've never really like thought about yeah that I feel like I've never really thought about my actions as far as what they're doing to somebody else yeah. um or what it even really means to somebody else I guess well well I guess so but not that's not like the main purpose of why I do things you know it's mm-hmm. just 
I think it just kind of like comes out. Mm-hmm. It's a natural yeah. instinct for you to like nurture others, to nurture and yeah. to make others feel like they're appreciated. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it just means a lot to me. I feel like I think just feeling safe regardless is just like so important. Mm. You know, because I think there's just like so many different areas in your life that you can just feel, you know, kind of out of sorts. And and why would you want that, especially in a, another social setting, you know, right. on the time where you're supposed to be relaxing. Right. That extra stress and pressure. Yeah. Of trying mm. to fit in where we could skip all of that and then just mm-hmm. be operating from a point of like acceptance and yeah plus I want everyone to feel like they can fit in you know like what's the point of this if you can't you know Mm -hmm. so it seems like your instinct to nurture is something that's natural to you because it is an instinct you jump in and you want to make people feel accepted and safe and cared for and welcomed Mm -hmm. do you think that having or holding space for gratitude is a natural instinct Mm. and if it is is it something that a lot of people are tapped into or do you have to, is it something that mm-hmm. is like learned or taught or instructed? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, hmm. Good question. I feel like it comes pretty natural to me, but I do feel like, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, you're taught, oh, okay, say thank you. You know, you're taught, you know, how to, you know, have good manners and do this and do that. So it does get instilled in your head, you know, at a young age. But then as you get older, you just kind of forget and you get really wrapped up in stuff, you know, like. Um, so every now and again, I have to remind myself, OK, I got to like, you know, actually get my head out of this, you know, what situation or whatever is causing me anxiety and. And think, oh, yeah, well, I have to remember I'm, like, really grateful to even, like, be in this position. But mm-hmm. I think it's something, like, everybody struggles with. But it, I, I would think it would come naturally. Um, or at least I, I hope it would. I feel like it always kind of has for me. But I don't know if it's just because I was, like, an older sister. So I always had, like, a nurturing tendency with, like, my brother. Mm-hmm growing up or or what it was but I guess it's interesting because I feel like I'm a very grateful person but I've never really like stopped to like dissect it before so I feel like Mm -hmm. some of these I might be struggling with because you kind of do have to like dive deep about you know all this stuff and like what it means to you and is that normal and how do other people do that and it's just like hmm Hmm. I think part of gratitude, or at least when I think of gratitude, is expression of gratitude. And part of expression of gratitude, it seems like, 
is validation. And validation, I think, is something that a lot of creative people have somewhat of a toxic relationship (laughs) with because it seems like a lot of um, worth, I guess, is, or a lot of pressure and, like, emphasis is put on, like, external validation for seeming, like, how much their artistry is worth, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel that, and I know that you feel (laughs) at least some degree of that, so I was curious to know how that relationship affects you and your artistry, Mm. and also if it's led, any of that validation has led to actual gratitude expression yeah yeah actually um yeah so that definitely is home (laughs) um I'm definitely a person that has perfectionist tendencies because I want to be you know I guess taken seriously in a medium that is not usually taken seriously and um I want to you know express myself but I end up not making art that's for me and that ends up being, you know, what I think other people want to see. And Mm -hmm. then at the end of the day, that's not fun for me. And then what's the point of art, (laughs) you know, like, so it's definitely something I've been working hard on and trying to figure out and figure out my voice within the sea of other voices in my head, you know, um, and I'm just grateful that I've had the opportunity to, you know, you know, with trial and error and seeing what works for me, seeing what doesn't work, having, you know, people support me, you know, as I go with it, but also grateful that people also give me space because <laughs> that's something I've definitely learned that I've needed and I've needed space to just kind of like grow and not have my stuff public and be talked about because I'm still figuring it out. The last thing I want is, you know, critiques, um, which people think they help, you know, by giving, but it's only doing honestly damage to me because I'm still Mm -hmm. at the fragile state. And being able to try out different mediums and make just totally different types of art and having the freedom to, you know, jump in and jump out of something or... Can I go back? I not be able to hear it once you go there. Yeah, we won't be able to pick it up. Yeah. Okay. Um, but having the opportunity to, you know, try out different mediums and go, you know, from photography to watercolor to. Uh, I think jewelry making at one point. Like I have just been like all over the map and has been really helpful for me to figure out my own self and figure out my own self-worth and what I want. And I've been really grateful that I've been able to do that. And now I'm just, I've been doing art all my life. I'm about to be 30 very soon. And I am just allowing myself now to do art that is truly 100% for me and not, 
you know, which is abstract art, which is all about feeling and intention and colors and textures versus making something look perfect or making a subject that I think somebody would like. And yeah, I'll still do that other art too, because I do enjoy that. But like, I'm finally allowing myself to just do what I want. And it's pretty great. And I'm pretty grateful for that. But I feel like I have to be grateful for myself. Mm. Honestly, like as, as you know, I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for my friends and family, but I have to stop and give myself, you know, um, I have to just appreciate having the opportunity to let my guards down enough to do what I actually want versus just talk about it, you know, because anybody can talk about it all day or anybody can wish, you know, that they want to do something, but actually like doing it is very Mm -hmm. different, you know. Um, and that's been really nice. I mean, it's still slow going. Clearly I, I've allowed myself the idea of it, but I'm still putting, you know, what I claim as my job, you know, and those priorities over my art, which is also my job. Mm-hmm. So I haven't even gone into that yet. So it's definitely a toggle of a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's super hard to prioritize one over the other when they they're both like sources of fulfillment in different ways yeah. or enrichment in others um so I can definitely empathize with that mm-hmm. um where else does your mind go when you think about gratitude just in general and maybe your relationship with it. Mm. Not necessarily the things, but what ideas? Uh, uh, I mean, I feel like anytime I think about it, I just think about like, almost like the space, like my home, my life, like the people who, who are in it, the things that have value to me, um, like material things, like mm-hmm. my art, you know, materials or whatever. But um, I just feel very grateful, almost like if I could literally like scoop my arms around it and like hug it and just feel so happy that they're in my life. And it just feels like it's a part of my life. And... I almost feel like there would be no way for me to not have gratitude with these things existing. Like, it's just part of it. Like, mm. it's not something I always have to stop and, like, think about. Yeah. It just kind of is. You know what I mean? I don't know how to... I feel like that might be an odd concept for for some people, but it's just, like, a part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, the energy of it that makes me appreciate it so much, you know, and then me obtaining it is you know, gratitude is now part of it. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all, it's a natural ebb and flow. Yeah. Like, you know, I have gratitude for you as I'm sitting here with you talking to you and I have gratitude, you know, of my puppy as I, you know, play with him with a squeaky ball or, or by me interacting mm-hmm. with the people and the things that I value most dear, I have gratitude 
And I feel like in order, like if it's a tangible object, I can't even use it without having gratitude. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. that's how you use it. Yeah. Um, otherwise you just have the object, but you're not actually making art unless you have gratitude and you know how to use it and you can use it and allow yourself to use it. Mm. So that implies that um, there's like an effort of like practice mm. or um, yeah. that you need to put into something in order to like feel fully appreciative for something perhaps. Yeah, I would say like a practice of appreciation, you know, like it almost feels just like being really like in the now versus thinking ahead of like Mm. of a project or an event, you know, you're just like very much in the moment, which I think can be hard to do sometimes, but I feel like taking a moment to like do the activities and then, you know, sometimes when you're like doing stuff and your mind can wander and you start like thinking about other things it's almost like have you just like have gratitude and appreciation and then your mind just kind of like wanders off and you start thinking about the other people in your life and the other things that also bring you joy but yeah I would definitely say that there is an element of having practice with appreciation Mm. I'll ask you this then. How do you tend to express gratitude on in your daily living? Well, I try to, you know, well, I think similar things like trying to, which is also part of my work though, but trying to like keep the space nice and clean, make like nice food for my family you know, make time to be with family. But I guess because that to me would be showing my gratitude and trying to like make an area and stuff space nice for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I don't really like take enough time to stop and just like think about it for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is another reason why I get burnt out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't really, like, give myself, I don't allow myself, you know, the opportunity and the time to have, like, a day off sometimes. You know, sometimes it's just general every single day is a work day because I have stuff that has to get done. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. It's not like somebody else just gets to, you know you know take that task or you know I pick back up on it on Monday like that thing has to get done so I just got to do it right and I don't really give myself like weekends so I don't really have much time to like stop and play and like appreciate which is you know my be you know I need to work on that and like be better about that but well it's not I didn't really have a relationship like a real relationship with gratitude until like last year Oh, really? I would say. Yeah. My my relationship with it was kind of like yours where we were, I mean, like, raised in North Carolina, like, in the South. You're brought up saying, mm-hmm. like, with the social pleasantries, just, like, saying thank you for mm-hmm. everything and, you know, making sure that you're being polite or, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, just like having nice mannerisms or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that was always part of my vocabulary. And I appreciated that, you know, I had like a, most of my needs were always yeah. met. Like I always had a roof over my head. I always mm-hmm. had meals. Like I didn't have to worry about any of these survival things. And so there was layers of appreciation mm-hmm. and surface level gratitude there but there's also an element of when you're in those areas like if that's just how you've been raised Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that's just kind of taken for granted for maybe yeah it's kind of interesting because in addition to you know saying you know thank you you were always supposed to say I'm sorry you know Mm -hmm. as a kid even if you didn't it, you know mm-hmm. so it's like I feel like there is a difference between you know going along with emotions versus like actually like meaning it and actually feeling it and caring mm-hmm. but now that I I think of it it's funny um I've always really cared about people and what they what they think and um <laughs> one of the first things I ever wanted to be beside you know when I was a little girl before um well besides being a mom I knew I always wanted to be a mom one day um was actually uh, (laughs) just kind of hilarious now but like the very first thing I ever wanted to be was a clown oh really yeah because I just loved making people laugh and smile and like making people happy was like so important to me Mm -hmm. and um but obviously that would be hor. I, I don't think I'd want to do that now. That would be kind of horrifying <laughs> probably. But like I think there's something like really like sweet and pure about that. Like like why does that like mean so much to me? And I don't know. And I don't know if it's just another way of me selfishly feeling like I want to be loved if you know mm. more or what what it is or or what. But. I don't know. It's always just been really important to me. Mm. Well, in in that specific example, it seems like the um, the like immediate feedback from being a clown would be the joy <laughs> and like the laughter and excitement mm-hmm. that you would receive from the crowd or the spectators. Yeah, <laughs> and so that just really. Um, I know, I guess, like, it, it encapsulates encapsulates mm-hmm. um, a desire for, like, warmth and acceptance and all of these things, which yeah. is interesting because that's what my <laughs> perception and experience with you has been. Oh. <laughs> that's sweet. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, almost like you're being silly. It's, like, a safe place to just be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, like... I, it's interesting. I keep coming back to like a safe place. Yeah, it is, yeah. it's really interesting. Um, so, was it important then for you to see, like, physical or really just? Is it important for you to see people expressing, like, openly expressing their gratitude for you, then, or if? Is it enough um, to just, like, see them be safe? 
Um, and and when you say that, is there like something that they would be like doing or saying? Yeah, in all in all regards, I mean, I guess like if if you were to do something for somebody, like a favor mm-hmm. or something, is it would you feel like you would need mm. something in return? Okay. For that okay. or um just friendship i would think like just knowing that like they'll be there for me too Mm. um you know just um i guess that kind of trust of friendship where it's not like we have to say or do something specific we just kind of know that we'll be there for each other you know right um and not feel like we have to abide by all these rules like text or call each other a certain amount of times or Mm -hmm. do this or do that because it's just like just the trust of love and friendship I think that's all I really that's all I want (laughs) and time with somebody (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, which is what I appreciate Mm -hmm. um but no that's true because you do tend to it seems like you have secure attachments with people Mm. in that like I'm able to text you like we can like during the plague and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like I think we only texted there was like a huge yeah. amount of months yeah. like, where we just didn't even speak to each other at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not that we were like upset with each other, like if there was any negative feeling there or anything. It mm-hmm. was just like we knew that I knew that yeah. you were always going to be there and I hope that you felt the same yeah. about me so we didn't feel like we had to force anything I think yeah I think that's something that I really value in friendship is just that security not you know where it's just like you just know each other where you know you know you're not having to constantly validate mm-hmm. your friendship yeah you just know it's always there like unconditionally you yeah. know and I think that's really important for me and maybe that's why I I care so much and want to make everybody feel safe because it's just like an unconditional love that, you know, I feel like we should all have and feel and give, but I feel like the most draining thing is feeling like you have to chime in with somebody or else they think you're, you don't care about them mm-hmm. anymore. Like, I don't want to have to deal with that. I would hope nobody else would feel that way about, you know, me, like, mm-hmm. that's not really friendship, is it, at that point? I feel mm-hmm. like it's more of just like tacking on extra acquaintances yeah you know yeah but yeah do you ever feel like you give too much (laughs) I was smiling because I know that that is definitely a problem (laughs) sometimes (laughs) yeah um um I feel like I've tried to get I'm better about that now where before I, I definitely used to do that. Um, especially in like old relationships, I would just, you know, kind of do everything and play my part. And then in the end, it wasn't, you know, reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was definitely a good learning experience to know, you know, to pay attention to the value of each relationship and what they bring. But. Um, I almost feel bad because I feel like sometimes I've, I'm the opposite now where I feel like I don't always have a lot of energy and I can be kind of selective sometimes about 
when I do stuff. But then when I get together with people, I'm so happy to see them that I'll want to like agree to all these things. And then later on be like, crap, why did I, right. why did I do that? Like that wasn't really the best decision for me, but mm. just but in that um, you weren't um, like, you just didn't have the energy or the capacity to do it. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes it's a little bit of like wanting to people please. Mm-hmm. So I'm better about it now, but let's say, you know, I do like art for a living. So if it's something in that capacity, I'll be like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay, that sounds great. Let's do that. Where I actually have no desire to do that. Yeah, and now I, like, yeah. I'm, you know, trying to figure out how to, like, work my way out of that or figure out a better way to deal with that or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, but I feel like now things have been a lot more I've, – I've been figuring out how to, like, balance things. Like, I think um, it's important to kind of go back and forth with people and be like, oh, well – you know, um, you got me coffee last time. Let me make sure I get coffee, you know, for you this time. Or we went, you were at my place last time. Let's go to your place or, you know, this thing or that thing. And just try to make it more even, especially because I feel like where we are here, everybody lives so far away too. So I think it's good to try to like figure out the best way to go about that. Um, Right. It's tricky. Yeah. (laughs) It's tough. Yeah. I came to see Kit one time and it, I always love coming over to her house, but this one time it was supposed to only be like a 45 minute drive which is long enough already right first (laughs) off (laughs) but it's Atlanta so that's not too much longer that's normal yeah yeah but um there was this like horrible construction and I was literally on the road for two hours (laughs) felt so bad you would have thought we were like driving to the beach or the mountains or something or yeah I just felt so bad. Oh my gosh, it was just so funny. Like, all you could do is laugh. Um, (laughs) Oh, Atlanta. Yeah, I'm not... Something I'm not grateful for is the reliance on having to drive everywhere here. Yeah. In the the city. Um, But, no, I think that I definitely also have a tendency to be too... um, like too giving, mm-hmm. I guess, like, but also too immediately grateful. And what do you mean by that? Like, like when I know that I'm putting in a lot of effort mm-hmm. for someone or something, mm-hmm. and I can see and feel like what I'm prioritizing, mm-hmm. and I'm consistently showing up or supporting or there for another person or thing um I feel like those are like big efforts for me Mm -hmm. to to be giving or contributing Mm -hmm. um and a lot of those times uh in like more one-sided like unbalanced I guess like relationships or situations those like, my efforts are not usually matched. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the other person or thing does, like, the bare minimum, mm-hmm. then I'm just, like, so appreciative <laughs> of it. Like, oh, you bought me lunch. Or, like, <laughs> like oh, you didn't want to spend time with me, but you'll buy me something, right. like, tiny. Or, uh-huh. like, one that's not my love language right right or like you'll um 
I don't know, you'll let me take like a 15 minute break or something uh-huh. like at work, but I'm doing all of this like work overtime for you. Like, right. You know, just like little right. things like that. Yeah. But I think that I have a tendency to just like see the little, like mm-hmm. the bare minimum that somebody gives and be like, oh, that's enough for me. Ooh, toxic treat. Yeah. What a one. So we're yeah. going to take a deep dive into that now, are we? No. We can. We no. can. But, um, yeah. No, so I don't know if that's, like, that's just something I've been thinking about because it's not, like, I don't think that that's an inherently bad thing to yeah. appreciate little things. Right. But at your point being that there, I think there is a degree of fairness mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and balance that there needs to be between two parties or situations or whatever um yeah like how do you justify actions if they both have good intent right like how where where's the weight fall between them right you know right but yeah because it's just kind of like okay well what is like the right thing to do that you were taught to do versus like well this person would actually really appreciate this yeah you know like which one makes you a better friend mm-hmm. and which one makes you genuine. Right. You know? And it's a lot to think about because, like, how do you be genuine to yourself? Yeah. And how do you like to express all these things, your appreciation? hmm How does the other person like to express their appreciation, their gratitude? Mm-hmm. How do they like to be treated? Yeah. And then also um, just is it compatible like in all those regards and is it sustainable Mm -hmm. um yeah it's just i don't know it's a lot to to think about (laughs) i feel like it's not um it's still it's definitely still something i'm working through they don't really teach you how to have proper relationships i feel like that's not something you really learn in school it's like you know, yes, sir, no, sir. Right. That's bad. Yeah. You know, that's kind of, that's kind of where you're like left off the hook and, and then you grow up and, you know, make friends and get in relationships and then realize that you're important too, mm-hmm. you know, like you matter, like you got to exist through life, but your happiness matters too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. How were you taught to express or receive gratitude growing up aside from just saying, mm-hmm. like, the thank you or, um, hmm. like, yes, please. Like, did yeah. you – I know a lot of people um, who come from, like, religious backgrounds, they'll, like, say grace at the table or they'll, like – have that as an active pro- uh, practice, but mm. I was just curious what your relationship was with it growing up. Hmm. You're asking good questions. Or if think. you had one, uh, because I thought that I did, sort of, mm-hmm. um, just in, like, the, mm-hmm. you know, see people's efforts and appreciate them type mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. and also just, like, you know, we celebrate Thanksgiving. That's Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but aside from that, yeah, we I there wasn't really like a practice mm-hmm. there. 
Um, well, I just feel like that's a good question. I feel like I internalized a lot of stuff. Mm. So whether I was aware of it or not, I was just always very grateful because I think uh, I had a lot of struggles growing up throughout mm. my life, just with all kinds of things like food allergies, you know, needing extra help in school, getting made fun of for this thing, switching schools a bunch of times, not having a lot of friends, you know, struggling to like make friends. And with all this stuff, I feel like almost any event was horrible. Uh, I also had like sensory issues where even just clothes didn't feel good on my skin and I would just scream bloody murder. I always felt so bad for my mom because she was, you know, she had to deal with all of that. And I just feel like when things worked out well or when something was like nice and I felt just like good and comfortable and I could actually just like be a kid and not think about it. I feel like that's when I was really truly grateful when you just when it just happened you didn't have to like try Mm. so hard you know what I mean Mm -hmm. life just kind of like worked out um so I feel like I always internalize stuff then I don't know if I really had a full practice um I did try to journal a bit when that was like a big thing had a little diary Mm -hmm. um and I'd write stuff in there that I was really thankful for um was that like a daily thing I tried for a little bit not too much um in middle school we had a lot of writing assignments and then they were all usually pretty personal like Mm -hmm. stuff that's happened in your life so I felt like I would always go back through things I really appreciated or stuff I had a lot of fun with um so I was always very grateful but I also was pretty vocal about well at least I tried to be vocal you know, as a kid, it without really realizing it, like I would always tell my parents, you know, thank you, but I would really mean it and really appreciate it. So I feel like that was my way of saying, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we always had to write um, thank you cards um, for things, which I enjoy yeah. doing. Uh-huh. Um, and I've tried to keep mm-hmm. doing because um, I. For me, I, I always love receiving mm-hmm. them. There's mm-hmm. just something about, like, physical notebooks and, mm-hmm. like, pages and things. And, like, writing. Yeah. I guess that's really meaningful, yeah. I guess, to me. Um, so I was glad to be brought up with that kind of, um, like, instruction of mm-hmm. practicing, like, gratitude in that way. Mm-hmm. Or that is a way to express gratitude. That makes sense. I know my mom, for every Mother's Day, she would always ask for uh, a card where we wrote three things that we appreciated about her, which I thought was really sweet. And every year we would think about, you know, long and hard. And, um, well, I mean, you wouldn't really have to think that long or hard. It would be pretty obvious she would do so many, so many wonderful things for us that, like, just made our lives actually, like, function and, Mm. and be who we are today and help us through everything. So I feel like I've had a lot of time reflecting. But also as a kid, um, after school, I would always play in our backyard. We had a fenced in backyard with like a swing set and stuff. And then I would lay in the grass and just watch the clouds go by Mm -hmm. and watch as the sun would set and cast a shadow over our house onto the back pine trees. I would just watch the sun eventually like fade off of the pine trees. And I think that was my time where I would always like reflect Mm. And just think about everything and just really appreciate just, like, being alive. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. And just, like, life on Earth. And I haven't done that 
just like looked, you know, just like taking time to go outside and do that. But it's like one of my favorite things. Um, but it's just like so relaxing and you just like can feel normal and not really think about, you know, the daily chatter of life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just like really appreciate everything you have. Mm. So presence then mm. is something that is really important to you mm-hmm. in, in feeling yeah. gratitude. Yeah. Feeling was definitely a big one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it when people can tell me things. <laughs> but I feel like that's not a, like you don't always do that. But then it's also hard because I feel like, well, then you're just going through the motions and it doesn't always seem genuine, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So like, like yeah. now I have to, I'm going through this conversation, so I have to ask this thing. Or right. Like, I need to say this thing here. Yeah. 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 It's like kind of like, the, oh, how are you doing? You know, but you're not actually asking. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, we're not, <laughs> we don't, how much baggage do we need to, yeah. <laughs> or how much dirty laundry do we need to air out? Yeah. In this, like, yeah. Five minutes of like passing conversation. Yeah. Or, yeah, I can relate to that because I would, maybe, maybe you have this feeling too, but in those kind of moments of like beauty, like where you're really just like being present in, nature Mm -hmm. um like for you it was like looking out at the Mm -hmm. at the sunset uh, on the pine trees but it could be anything like that um I just feel like it's it's like the the best cliche time to like ask the bigger question Uh or like the more broad questions Uh I guess but there's just something about it that feels more right and I guess it maybe it speaks to just like the smallness that you mm-hmm. feel, or maybe it's the relationship with like nature in that moment. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it's very humbling. It makes me feel like none of my successes are my own, and everything is because of the love and support of everyone around me, mm-hmm. you know? Like, um, Especially with just, like, all of my issues growing up, you know? Um, It's like, I feel like, you know, everybody could turn out all which way, you know? And I feel like, you know, how, you know, you were planted in that soil as a baby and which way your, you know, your stem starts to sprout up. If it's curved, your, you know, your family's going to try to make you upright again. And then after a certain point, you're on your own. But... It's like, you know, foundational roots mean so much too. And I think just like everything in my being is very grateful for like everyone in my life, you know, because yeah, I really wouldn't be, you know, the person that I am today without anybody, even like, you know, people that did me wrong, gave me a chance to just like learn and grow from that experience and realize that, you know, I don't value that anymore. And to look for signs to go elsewhere when I start seeing stuff like that come up. Um, Do you, in those growth experiences, because that's how I like to reframe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, in this period of life that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you, if you had to reflect on them, would you say that, you're like more grateful for those more like growth or negative Mm -hmm. experiences 
than like day to day positive or neutral experiences. Hmm. Yeah. I would because I feel like those leave more of a mark on you and like foundationally I feel like you know help you kind of you know kind of put yourself kind of gives you a chance to get your shit together for a little bit you know you're just like oh snap okay well let me like take a hot minute and look at that and then you kind of like reevaluate you know your life and like what you're doing and then you can actually like see a path ahead of you or before you're probably just like you know wobbling blindly and not really sure where everything's going and you can actually like put yourself back on track and adjust what you want out of life versus just like dealing with like day-to-day you know crap where it's just like oh this is just a bad day Mm -hmm. or a good day it's like okay well let me actually like figure out what I want to do and who I want to be it lights a fire under you Mm -hmm. yeah I was just curious if there was a like something that you could share that was like a uh and like a negative or like a growth experience for you that lit that fire mm-hmm. under you that you are grateful for having gone through. Mhm. Well, this well, this is kind of funny. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. this isn't really to my benefit. But, um, (laughs) so that's probably against the point of this, but, um, I was in high school and I was eating at this nice, um, steak restaurant. Oh, you might have heard of it. Um, the Angus Barn. Oh yeah. 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 That's right on that highway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I've told you this story before and I was there for, um, a person in, with, that I was with with his family for his birthday, and I have a severe dairy allergy, you know, mm-hmm. like EpiPen style, you know, peanut severe style, um, but with milk. And pretty much dinner was going well. Everybody made very well aware of my allergy. Um, we had called, you know, however, you know, many weeks and days and stuff up beforehand to prep everybody on my allergy. And then it got to dessert, and they were going to... He's fine. Okay. <laughs> My puppy's moving. Um, <laughs> and they were going to give me um, some sorbet, which is, you know, just fruit, sugar, and ice. Yeah. And they accidentally gave me sherbet. Oh. And sent me to the hospital. Wow. It was, like, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Miko came over and gave me a kiss. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hi, Mika. <laughs> and, um, and they were so horrified because it was honestly pretty bad. And that um, after that, they like the restaurant was sending me gifts. Like the owner I called and was like sending all this stuff our way. And like they totally redid their whole allergy, you know, process completely. Like they have a whole mm. allergy menu. And this was honestly before even like celiacs was even like a well-known thing like a lot of places just really didn't know much about allergies then yeah. and now they have like a whole procedure a whole like special tools special section in the kitchen on how to handle allergies mm. special training that staff goes through special you know menu like i said there's like a whole process where there just wasn't a process before right and sometimes stuff like that just takes you know one bad thing happen where they mm-hmm. can almost kill somebody to be like okay <laughs> 
and let's get our stuff together because that was just carelessness, you know. Um, but well, on their part, because you know they gave me the wrong one and they were very aware, and I even double checked yeah. with them, yeah, before I ate it, you know. But um, so now there's a whole other process, so hopefully nobody else has to go through that. But, yeah. So I guess that would be, you know, a bad thing <laughs> that happened to me that's for a better outcome. But I do feel like as far as making me a better person, I'm like, sure. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to just trust that people when they say I can eat something and, you know, and I'm like, I don't know, that seems fishy, you know. But, mm-hmm. but I feel like other times when stuff like that happens, like whether it's like a friendship or past, you know, you know, relationship or an event that happens, I feel like there's always a lesson to be learned from it. Sometimes I think you do just get the shit end of a stick and that's just life. And sometimes systems aren't cut out, you know, in the best way for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's always room to grow. I think, you know, you'll, you know, you'll start learning the warning signs, you know, that now you're aware of to look out for and, you know, you can make better choices, you know, or I think choices is very important because not all people want to, you know, make those choices and they're just going to repeat bad, you know, habits or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think there's always room to grow. Well, I guess it depends what you want out of life, doesn't it, mm-hmm. though? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what is your intentions? Like, where are you going with it? Like, um do you actually want to excel? Like, do you actually want to find better, you know, people or better quality of, you know, this or that? Are you just comfortable where you are and you're just going to deal with, you know, the punches when they come or are you going to learn to dodge them? Yeah. Yeah. A lot, something I've been telling myself lately when I catch myself, Mm -hmm. like either not really being too giving but not being caring enough towards myself is that we don't have to suffer mm-hmm. in this moment yeah and i use that phrase very dramatically like melodramatically in like the smallest way possible mm-hmm. like um i'm not gonna be able to think of a specific example right now so i'll just make one up but like if um Oh, wait, no, perfect example. Uh-huh. I just thought uh-huh. <laughs> this happened last night. So I was working and I wanted a cup of tea mm-hmm. after lunch. And so I went up to the catering truck and I made the tea, but I thought I made it wrong because um, the water was like lukewarm. Mm. So I first was just going to drink the lukewarm like tea when it's not even really tea because it won't steep. Yeah. The water is not hot. And I was like, no, we don't have to suffer. We can just make another tea because it's here. Right. Like, we don't have to force ourselves to drink this. Uh-huh. So I tossed that. Um, and then I made myself another tea and I made sure to pull like the hot uh-huh. water one this time. Like I was aware of what I was doing and the water was still lukewarm, but I'd already like made it. And I was like, well, I guess, I guess I'll try it. And then it just, like, maybe it was a little bit hotter, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't tea. Uh So it wasn't, it was going to, so I carried it, and then I took it, like, back to set. And then I remembered that they had gotten a coffee truck, like, for the whole crew. So I was looking at the tea, and I was looking at the coffee truck, and I was like, we don't have to suffer. We can just, like, get the coffee, like, the coffee from the coffee truck. Yeah. Or, like, in my case, the 
dirty chai latte from yeah. the coffee truck. Um, that would be much more enriching and like comforting to me in this moment mm-hmm. than because it was so cold outside. Yeah. Than this lukewarm. Yeah, that sounds water horrible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like little things like that, I've I actively have to tell myself like we can treat ourselves a little bit better than this why do you feel like you have to have it is there something like growing up about waste or about um I can't like pin it down to one specific thing Mm. um I think a lot of the time you're taught to there's a lot of emphasis on caring for others Mm -hmm. and making sure that you're doing the right thing yeah but there's not a lot of emphasis on caring for yourself at least in um, like the like the school system that I was mm-hmm. brought up in, or at least the, the or even uh, like like I wasn't brought up in any sort of like religion or anything, so I could I I guess I just I only had like a few outlets of. Oh, I feel like that's influence. kind of common though. Yeah. I feel like yeah, you don't really the only way you really hear of anybody caring about yourself is you know. On the airplane, you put the oxygen oh, yeah. on yourself before you help others. Right, exactly, exactly. But that's really the only time ever. Which I didn't get that message until I flew <laughs> on a plane for the first time when I was 15, so. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah right? You're just like, I don't get it, okay. But, you're like, you need to clearly help somebody else. But then it's like, oh, well, if you can't even help yourself. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to help them either if you right. pass out. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So there's, like, this baseline level of care yeah. that you need to devote to yourself so that eventually you can help other people, I think. Um but in these little moments, like, <laughs> Nico's back from the outside. <laughs> um, in these little moments, I found that I, when I do take these, like, little baby steps in practicing, like, care towards myself, mm-hmm. then I feel better because I'm not suffering <laughs> in in these, like, little like faults and I'm celebrating these like really tiny victories and I feel better and so that makes me want to just act more out of love and contribution and Mm. give back and also be more appreciative of the little things that people are doing and the steps that they're taking as well stopping and like thinking about all this stuff has definitely been difficult because when you ask me questions about how I feel or why do I do this or you know why do I do that it's like something I never really thought about before so it's like hard to kind of pinpoint that I don't know gratitude is a tough word honestly it is a tough word I'm just like I don't even know how to talk about it (laughs) it's kind of a selfish word for me to choose actually Hmm. because I am it comes from a place uh like me choosing this word for you comes from a place of me feeling gratitude to have you in my life. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> and so it's I guess it's coming from more from a place of me projecting mm. instead of me perceiving. So that might be why there's 
some well i'm grateful for you too i'm grateful (laughs) for for you and and listening to me Um, i'm grateful for the opportunity to just you know blab all over this and not really know how how it will turn out um yeah i feel like this is definitely really tricky i think most people don't really take the opportunity to just stop and like feel grateful but then also what does grateful mean to you you know like you know is that is being grateful like an action that you do to show you're grateful Mm -hmm. is it just appreciation is it more than that is it something else Mm -hmm. um is it inward is it outward is it like is it something that you hold in yourself or is it something that needs to be seen it's a lot Hmm. how is it for you well i'm still trying to figure it out to be honest um at the moment i feel like it's something i it i can hold space for um but not feel I'm starting to get better at, like, feeling it. Like, there were several moments last year where I just felt, um, not just last year, but in the past couple years when I've just been more aware of it, Hmm. where I felt um, just, like, an overwhelming sense of emotion, Hmm. I guess. Hmm. And I realized that I felt that emotion because I was grateful for something in that moment. Oh, interesting. And so I don't have, like, complete... Like you were moved? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was really moved by small moments of gratitude. Like, there was... I was out on a walk one evening back in North Carolina um, during the plague. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not, I'm going to be honest, I was in my feels quite a bit. Yeah. And, um, and I was just like taking a walk and I turned a corner and I happened to look up and I saw a power line and on the power line, uh, a beautiful owl was just sitting there, Mm -hmm. like perched on this power line. And I had never seen an owl in the wild before. Not that, you know, this, like, a, it's not like the woods or anything, but mm-hmm. I hadn't seen one, like, out and about, like, so close mm-hmm. like that before. And I just, like, I was already kind of in my feels, but I just, got, like, like, got so emotional, mm-hmm. like, seeing that owl just sitting there so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like such a gift. And I was just so grateful that it was there and that I could see it in that mm-hmm. moment. And, you know, it was just, I, I, I guess it comes back to the presence mm-hmm. thing that you were talking about. Like, when I'm truly grateful for something, I feel really present mm-hmm. in that moment. And I can really appreciate the moment for what it is. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, it's a, for me at least, it's been like a rare beauty, but it's a beauty I'm trying to pursue, I guess. 
I think that's great. And it's really sweet when you say that I've been nurturing and I, I seem to care, you know, about other people and always want them to feel welcome and stuff. Um, and I think there, it's really sweet if you say that. And I, I'm, I'm glad that you see that because I want everyone to feel that way. Um, and I just think it's so important. And it's interesting, you know, in society where I feel like sometimes people don't even like think about that, where it's interesting because I'll be with people sometimes and I'll be like, oh, well, let's make sure this person's okay. And the other person didn't even like introduce them to so-and-so or, you know, like see if they want a seat or this thing or that thing. That's just like so little, but I feel like it can make somebody feel so much better. Mm. Yeah, just simple moments of... Yeah, like simple, like small acts of kindness, you know? Yeah, especially for me, the smaller gestures often mean a lot more because Mm. they they kind of... To do a small gesture for somebody that means a lot, you kind of have to perceive them and know what they would appreciate. Yeah, yeah, and I think... um... And it's, it's really nice, like, I love hanging out with you because I know I think we're really similar on that where we just want to hang out and be together and not have to worry all the time about if this person's okay because also we're comfortable enough to actually voice it too, mm-hmm. I feel like, at this point too. Yeah. Where we can be a bit, you know, sillier and make, you know, make jokes or make fun and we know, you know, the intentions of the other person too and we just want to play. And that was another thing I love about you is that we can just like explore stuff and like go places and try new things and just like have fun and um, it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. Yeah. What's the point of that? Like, yeah, that's what the world, you know, is training you to do all the time and you're scolded to have fun and play. But like, you know, Nobody, you know, nobody's going to want to like have a life full, you know, of seriousness all the time. And you got to play. Yeah. Like, what's the point of not like we don't have to not. I know. Like, I I know you're going to be this way, too. But I know I'm going to be an old lady that still wants to like play, play games, have fun, joke around, laugh. Um, I feel like there's just something so nurturing and something so good for your soul to just like laugh, mm-hmm. you know, it just feels right. Mm-hmm. It just feels like you're alive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would be, um, <laughs> sometimes I would get mischievous. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> which maybe is not the nicest thing though. And I just love just like scaring the crap out of people. <laughs> Feel bad for my husband. <laughs> you jump out at him. Yeah, I used to do this thing. I used to, I haven't done it in so long, but I used to do like a scare cam where I would like have my phone on and record it sometimes because it would just be like so funny. But then I'd always feel bad. Like I couldn't actually post it because it would be like, you know, at his most frail, yeah, <laughs> fragile, right. you know, like state. The vulnerable but, moment. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so good. Yeah, I just love being able to like play with people and I'm really grateful for the fun, safe space that I've been able to have with friends that we can just do that. We can just be silly 
and nobody's like judging each other we're not like oh well that's not very adult you Mm -hmm. know like what's yeah I I just keep coming back to like what's the point you know yeah yeah I think we need to be surrounded by people who make us feel seen and heard Mm. and don't judge us for that Mm -hmm. like just for existing you know Mm -hmm. and for taking up space Mm -hmm. and it's I don't know I think it's a really beautiful thing to find people that you can play with Mm -hmm. it's funny it's like really weird how surprising it is you know I feel like we're not even we're still young but like people our age don't even want to play like I remember hearing this person say how they were like which I can understand to an extent what I'm gonna say because there's just still maturity still a thing Mm -hmm. I will say even though play is is great but where he would just get so frustrated because anytime he would go over to you know hang out with his friend they would just make a game out of anything and everything Mm -hmm. um which I was like okay well what do you mean you know and but then I think it did stem into more of just like immaturity of being at a restaurant and playing a game and there's like a time and a place you know for everything but it was just interesting just hearing about how many people would scoff at doing certain activities because they're too old for that now you know and I'm like we're not even 30 yet what are you talking about you know like what do you what yeah. How? What do you mean too old for play? It, that doesn't compute. Why do you have to grow out of, you know, having fun? That doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. And, like, who says? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, do, like, in you saying that, do you realize that you are the naysayer? Yeah. Like, you're probably going to live a very, very sad depressing life Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. if that's your mind frame about that you know Mm -hmm. um and there is a time and a place like there are like like moments where like some types of like play or frivolity or whatever is appropriate and where it's Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. in different expressions of it of course Mm -hmm. but like to paint with broad strokes like that Mm -hmm. and to be like oh you're too old to be acting childish you know (laughs) it's yeah it's it's really interesting yeah definitely a time and a place but then also you know how hard are you playing is a thing too because some people i think take it way too far and it becomes like a weird escape and you only get to play hard if you work hard and you have to work to achieve Mm -hmm. that sort of liberty of pursuing play which yeah I feel in myself a lot of peace I guess with just kind of breaking that mold for myself Mm -hmm. and merging the two like, why can't my play be my work and my work be my play? Mm-hmm. And so I've been really grateful for being able to pursue that blending and molding mm-hmm. of the two, 
pursuits, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And a lot of the time I find that I recently, I've been really attuned to any little moment of play. My, I'm just like, my mental acuity is like, I guess, like wired to it. Like I really see it and I really appreciate it. Mm. And I just feel so like warm and open mm. to it. And like, yay, I get to play in this tiny little moment. Yeah. Like here. And that'll make my day. And that's all I need. And so I was wondering if scale of like degrees of gratitude um, is something that you have any experience with or something that affects you or that you've thought about like are you more grateful for a big elaborate gesture or experience or thing that happens to you that might be like publicly Hmm. like celebrated or are smaller moments more valuable Mm, probably smaller moments because also first yeah who has to say who has to put a cap on play, like you were saying before, and who says what has to be work, what has to be play. Um, but, yeah, like, I am grateful, like, you know, cleaning my house and cooking meals is something I have to do. That's part of my work, but I'm so grateful to do that and that I get to do that and that I get to make my home a nice space to be in and that I get to make you know, yummy, healthy meals for me and my husband to eat. Like, those are things that make me feel really happy. And um, although, you know, it's still like work and sometimes I'm not always in the mood, um, but I am grateful that I'm able to like, you know, supply that. And I think it's just a lot of little things like that can really humble you and make you feel or at least for me, and make me feel happy, like, okay, like, I'm doing something good here, and then the moments when you can actually have time to play are even that much sweeter, and you can just appreciate, you know, what you have. Instead of what you're, like, trying to pursue. Yeah, well, I I guess that's, that's what's hard, because it always depends on what your main goal is, but I feel like I always have like a ton of little goals for a ton of different things. So it's hard Mm -hmm. for me to keep track. And um, with that, I can get overwhelmed very quickly. And then I feel like my work is never done because I always have so much to do. And it's hard to focus on like stuff that I've accomplished Mm -hmm. and the things I should be grateful for, you know, amongst all of the work. Um, Well, there's a big pressure on... It seems like everybody, so I'm just going to paint with a broad brush and say everybody to keep chasing and that you never have enough and that, like, like your work isn't done yet, Mm -hmm. you know, which I guess is the the American spirit. (laughs) Yeah, I think that that is what's tough because, yeah, the whole thing, you know, you're supposed to, like, work, 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 or you, you know, you play as a kid and then you go to school and then you work, work, work till you can you know, be, you know, retire to then play again. But then you're so tired that sometimes people don't even get to do much by then. And then, you know, what was all that work for? Mm -hmm. 
And then, you know, okay, well, that work wasn't actually for you anymore. It was for your family that you now passed down to. So now you have your family, but do you have, have, can you play? Like, what do you have left at the end of the day? And it's like so important to try to like juggle both those things together and actually stop and like make time for yourself, make time to play, like give yourself an excuse to do things because if you don't, no one else is going to for you, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, vacation, you know, should be something that everybody, you know, does not, you know, be a, you know, it shouldn't be like an optional thing that like the wealthy gets to do. It should be something that everybody can do. Yeah. Being grateful is something that you really have to kind of just like stop and like shift your whole like awareness in your, your world. Um, I know. Oh, one of my dogs gonna jump up i think you know up up go up 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 he's gonna come give you kisses probably (laughs) (laughs) okay he's coming to snuggle with you so So it's like i feel like literally every little thing and every person in my life i'm just so grateful for i feel like um i feel like nothing is of my Nothing is of my own, and nothing is guaranteed. Not my life, not, you know, not tomorrow, not, you know, um, people and things in my life. And I feel like I'm just, like, so grateful all the time for it. And sometimes I get caught up in my head about, you know, just, you know, society says about getting this done or that done or, you know, having to prove myself in this way as, as an artist or this way as a wife or this way of a, you know, um, a house caretaker or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And none of that actually really matters. Um, and it's just like taking each day with just so much appreciation and love and I think that is something I do actually I think pretty pretty frequently because I really just love enjoying my space mm-hmm. you know I love just like being calm and um sitting on the couch with a blanket very similar to this and having friends or even like my pup you know because family is so important to me um I think and I definitely value my success with my my relationships for sure Mm. you know not about like what I'm doing because that's never really I've never really cared too much about like that like goal strives that it's really more about like my relationships and um I think just like my day-to-day stuff Mm -hmm. and that's how that's like the measurable trait then for Mm -hmm. you is like how satisfied you are in your day-to-day or in your or how connected you feel in your relationship I guess it's like my home yeah like yeah yeah my home is very important to me having that like safe place where you can just like relax and be not feeling oh (laughs) um and not feeling like you have to like put on a show because you're having to be polite and you're having to smile and you have to do this and do that you can just like be Mm. would you say that gratitude comes from a place of like calmness or 
piece or I, neutrality or um i think it comes from a place of um trust mm-hmm. and i don't always give myself the opportunity to feel gratitude because i don't always give myself the opportunity to i don't always give myself the opportunity to actually like let's say for art i feel like that's a good example so like i don't always give myself the opportunity to actually just create something i'm just still so busy focusing on maybe all the technicalities of it um but i definitely feel like in order to have appreciation and to have gratitude you have to like let yourself go Mm. and in order to let yourself go has to be like a trust fall so you have to like trust yourself in the process Right. And I almost feel like if you have to feel safe, like I, I know I mentioned that word earlier, but like you do, you have to feel safe in order to feel gracious, you know, and, and to have gratitude. And also I feel like to have gratitude is obviously to give thanks. And in order to give thanks, that means somebody or something has done something to you. So then therefore you have to also be accepting something and you also have to feel vulnerable enough to do that Mm. so it's like a weird kind of full circle where you can't just be thankful you know because it's time to be thankful you have to let yourself let your guard down enough to actually like take note of what's being given to you and you know, identify it and take it all in for you to actually give thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's like cyclical. Yeah. It feeds back into itself. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like a moon and tide relationship type thing. Yeah, it's something I never really thought about, you having to like let your guard down in order to be grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of It makes sense, though, and I can relate to that idea like you saying it you phrasing it that way like made me think about how my experience with it has been like Mm. like we were talking about earlier how you know you just go through the motions of Mm. saying thank you for something or asking how somebody's doing like at a when you're checking out for groceries or whatever um but it's it's just coming out of your mouth. You're not really feeling it, mm-hmm. and you're not really appreciating like the service that they're doing for you mm-hmm. by like checking out your groceries or whatever the it is. Um, but I feel like if you go in with the intention of oh this person is checking out my groceries, so I don't have to do that, or oh this person is waiting on me at this restaurant so I don't have to do that Mm -hmm. so I don't have to cook or whatever Mm -hmm. and you recognize the effort that other people are putting in then it's easier to have a more appreciative outlook on them yeah I feel like um definitely when you see somebody is especially doing an act of kindness in whatever way that is to your benefit it's definitely something that you kind of always take a step back and like 
I would hope you would genuinely be grateful for it, you know, just like you're saying. Yeah. You know, somebody opened the door for you or even just like whatever small things. Um, you know, just being acknowledged as a human too, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's something to be grateful for. Um, feeling like they're feeling heard, feeling received, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and wanted yeah to, probably mm-hmm. loved in some you know capacity um yeah i think that's all definitely something that would hit home <laughs> and i think would make anybody feel good and i think that's something to feel grateful for just just even just somebody being kind to you yeah yeah, yeah. well i think kindness is the key yeah like genuine <laughs> kindness mm. you know and perception and yeah yeah expressing all of these human sentiments yeah Yeah. well how can people express their gratitude to you is there any social media or anything (laughs) that you would like to share or plug or any projects that you have going that you'd like to talk about ah cute um uh just be my friend <laughs> just be just say friend. yeah if you see me organizing you say hey <laughs> i love that um but yeah just be my friend i think it's important for us to all support each other and have a good community where we can all feel safe and grow mm-hmm. and be together and feel heard and validated mm-hmm. um and uh i hope to put some of my i say hope because i'm the only one holding myself back so hopefully i get my stuff together make a priority for myself (laughs) um to be you know posting making some and actually sharing some more of my artwork on instagram Mm -hmm. so if you're interested Uh, we'll have a link it's catastrophe yay <laughs> yeah. have fun <laughs> yeah I'll make sure that that is available for anybody who wants to see it um well thank you so 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 much for being my friend oh. and for being my my cheerleader and oh. my adventure buddy and and my art buddy oh. <laughs> and all the things um thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to grow and be fun and silly and just sometimes not even know what i'm doing <laughs> just letting me figure it out <laughs> it's, it's same <laughs> right back at you um i really appreciate you and i hope that we can continue to grow together ah! welcome back friends how'd the episode go did you enjoy it you'll have to tell me all about it sometime that was my special friend kit de contreras and all of the links that you'll need to find and support kit and all of her endeavors will be on the accompanying substack article You can also use Substack to join our Let Me Play quest, and also to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll be back next week for one last hurrah of Let Me Play Season 1. It'll be a special episode in which previous guest Jeremy Tao from Episode 1.6, Companionship, 
returns and he's going to host and talk with me. So all risks of egocentrism and indulgence ahead, I think it'll bring a good sense of closure and a little bit of a debriefing to this season of Let Me Play and I don't know, I'm really excited for it. So that'll be up next week and then that'll be a wrap for Let Me Play Season 1. In the meantime, I sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode and I would love to encourage you to spread some of your own gratitude in little ways throughout the world. I hope you'll join us next week for our last hurrah. But until then, thanks for playing.